to the Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay, and we are so happy that you're here joining us. Good morning, girl. I'm going to talk to you this morning about the way you look. Now, I've heard it said that we women attach too much importance to our appearance. But that isn't true. After all, the way we look exerts so much influence on the way we feel and on the way other people feel about us that it really is very important. That was Mary Stuyvesant, a spokeswoman for Pons Cosmetics in a presentation to a class of high school girls in the year 1946. Today, we are talking about putting our best face forward and how much it can impact our lives when we take care to do so. Why does it matter? Where do we begin? We believe that beauty is not just skin deep. So let's take a closer look. But first, Lindsay has our etiquette tip of the week. And what does Emily Post have for us today, Lindsay? Well, this is perfectly suited for the topic that we are going to address today. So Emily Poe says that there is one unchanging principle which must be followed by every woman, man, and child that is well-dressed, and this is suitability. This doesn't mean, you know, suitability doesn't mean merely that you must choose clothes suitable to your age and appearance, and that you must get a ball dress for a ball and a street dress to walk in. It means equally that you must not buy clothes out of proportion to your income or out of keeping with your surroundings. Disproportionate expenditure is in bad taste. And she even goes on to say it's actually dishonest. So to remain suitable in your dressing and that is timeless. Wow. Yeah, I'm guilty of that sometimes. <laughs> I think every, like right now I look around and I think it's kind of a, more of an issue right now than I've seen in the last quite a while. Emily Post was explaining that there was a problem in, I think she was kind of pre- explaining the early 1900s where women were spending three quarters of their husband's income on clothing and that they were going back to their tiny little cottages but so overdressed and so well adorned it was this was the problem that that she's leading into and I kind of feel like we're kind of in that trend again right now but it's all going on to credit cards yeah yeah like it's a little bit easier to hide or even to fool yourself Um, and that's very difficult when there are so many uh, sales like they do such a good job when you're in the store of tempting you and making you feel like it's it's fine and you can just put it on the credit card and then you can forget about it for Absolutely. a month yeah right but what she was saying about it being dishonest I actually never thought of it that way before that's right and and that is not ladylike right and it's just mm-hmm. not a good um system to set up in our communities and that's what's happened and so you just everybody has to build on that dishonesty and it's just not serving anyone so let's cut it out let's buy the best clothes that we can afford that are not um, fast fashion that's a a term right now that a lot of people are using for that disposable cheap clothing made in very bad conditions so trying to buy the best stuff that you can afford but look timeless and classy what about like we've all been in those stages of life where it's not always possible to spend a lot of money. So what do you think Emily Post would say about something like that? Like where's the balance? Is there a balance? I think there is. And I think that luckily now we do have access to a wide range of clothing stores. So we can buy, uh, especially 
secondhand stores or you can get very, very good quality things. We just have to look hard and we then whatever we buy, we need to take care of. Uh, our family shops a lot at Old Navy and their clothes can sometimes be considered fast fashion. But I have to say those clothes have lasted us 10 years. Like we were wearing the same stuff for a decade because it's being well taken care of. So I think shop around, really look at stuff, have a timeless, timeless wardrobe. So, you know, some very basic capsule pieces. There's a lot of articles out there on building a capsule. I don't even know how to say that capsule. Ward- <laughs> I thought I knew how to say it until you have to yeah. say it out loud. Um, yeah. Wardrobe. <laughs> and then, um, so like build that timeless pieces, really shop around, look at the secondhand stores. And then once you buy stuff, take good care of it. We believe that looking your best and feeling your best go hand in hand. Today, we're chatting about having a healthy perspective on personal beauty. It's not everything the modern culture and the media tells us it is. In fact, it really doesn't have to be very complicated at all. Right, Lindsay? Right. And as we were talking about this, we realized so many things go hand in hand with self-care and like personal maintenance. But the idea of the words personal maintenance, it's just not as catchy as self-care. It's not marketable. It's not marketable. No, (laughs) it's not a hashtag. Um, But what we are really addressing with this episode, you know, combines both things, but really is more on the side of like personal daily maintenance taking care of yourself with grooming so that you feel better about yourself. And those things, whether we like it or not, do go hand in hand. Um, The way I look at it is like, why wait for your car to be totally out of gas and you're sitting at the side of the road before you actually go to the gas station? You know, top it up regularly and we should be applying that same message to ourselves. And so why wait till you're totally broken down and exhausted and a mess before you do something to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that, um, you know, you and I were talking a lot about watching those vintage instructional institutional mm-hmm. um, videos that they used to show at the schools, which side note, I didn't even know that hygiene and grooming was a subject in school that people were graded in, like Excellent. how groomed were you? <laughs> and some of these are on uh, YouTube from the 1940s and the 1950s. And they talk a lot about the daily um, the daily evening routines or the little things that you can do every day as a discipline that kind of make it easier to uh, put put a good face forward. That's right. And you and I both noted that the language can be a little jarring. Like they don't hold back in these videos. No. They talk about <laughs> this one girl's ugly, stubby hands. And I, and it's a little shocking to hear because that's just not the language we use in our cuddly, mm. watered down culture. And mm-hmm. so not saying that it's okay to say that somebody has ugly hands. I, putting my ugly hand up, have man hands. I fully <laughs> embrace it. Um, when they said it, I'm like, she sees me. Um, but there, and even reading the Emily Post tips about, you know, getting dressed in deportment, that sort of thing. It is the language is a lot more bold and in your face than what we're used to hearing right now. Mm -hmm. Do you know why I think that is? Why? I was just I was just thinking that because um, 
when we think about grooming today, at least for me, I do, um, it's very uh, interior. It's very focused on myself. We live in that selfie culture. And even (laughs) though I don't take a lot of literal selfies, I think that the mentality is very subtle and filtering into how we view our grooming. And so if someone tries to instruct you on your personal appearance, you take it as a personal insult. Um, Whereas before in those days, it really was you groomed yourself out of uh, consideration for how you're making other people feel around you. And they talked a lot in those videos too, I found it interesting, about the idea of poise and charm. And that charm is uh, the ability to put others at ease around you. And that personal grooming and beauty lend itself to that because you can't be considering other people if you're worried about how you're looking all the time. So I just found that even uh, beauty extending past the little physical things that you do every day for your hair or your nails or your skin, like it really, there's kind of even a whole philosophy that goes behind it as well. I totally agree. And I think that what I've learned and studying these historical videos and looking at what we do now within, you know, in terms of beauty trends, it seems like, again, two totally different extremes. What we're talking about here is just like grooming, cleaning your nails, having clean hair, not overdoing it on the perfume, like just grooming. But then you put on YouTube right now and it's like perfectly, um, contouring your face and like very elaborate eyeshadow and this whole thing and we're just trying to find like this middle ground and then the other far extreme of that all of that contouring and makeup and stuff is the idea of the hot mess mom um and or the hot mess woman Mm -hmm. right it's like these two crazy extremes and what yeah you and i are, are trying to do right now is just talk about charm in your overall appearance and just showing that you've put a little bit of effort into it and wanting to encourage everyone in the community to do that. And I think that that's why these videos weren't jarring when you listen to them back then, because there was a standard, an Mm -hmm. ideal for everyone in the community. And you did the best you could. Right now, we're like, I'm just embracing this mess. And it's just, I'm not for that trend right now, the hot mess trend. Yeah, and it shows a respect for the people that you're going out and will inevitably meet on the street because it it shows that you like took care of your appearance. You you cared about what they're going to see today. <laughs> that's right. And In that's not vanity, yeah. right? It's not vanity. No. And mm-hmm. it's it's just about, like I had a friend once say that she wears makeup as an act of charity for other people. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and that's I can so say funny. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I enjoy makeup. I've worn makeup since I was 12 years old. My daughter turns 12 today and has zero interest in makeup. I'm like, are you even my kid? Because I fully started at 12. But um, it's mm-hmm. not, it's never been about trying to show up other people or about vanity. It's because I truly feel more put together when I've put in that little bit of effort. My makeup takes 10 minutes now, not in high mm-hmm. school for anybody who's listening mm-hmm. who knows me from high school, <laughs> but now it's 10, 15 minutes and I feel polished and ready. And, and yeah, that shows other people when I'm out grocery shopping that I've taken the time. Yeah, I like what you're saying too, because, you know, uh, in speaking about dressing and grooming to make other people comfortable, there is still an element of uh, grooming yourself for your own pleasure too. Um, 
but it can be less a narcissistic thing and more of like it really truly matters your exterior uh, makes your interior calm Uh, and I think Gretchen Rubin said that in one of her books I think it was happier at home uh, where she says outer order contributes to inner calm and so you do feel better when you are put together uh, on the outside and you can see that even uh, for us as mothers we see that with our children I know my kids on the nights that we have a full bath and their hair is dried and their nails are clipped and trimmed and then they're dressed in clean pajamas and put to bed I feel like they fall asleep much more settled and that oh, yes, totally yes. applies to us, right? Yep, totally. And and you and I actually have been talking about this kind of all month. And I sent you even a picture of how I had gotten dressed for the day one day. Because while I usually don't look <laughs> um, just maybe horrible <laughs> during the no. day, um, <laughs> I do tend to not fully get dressed because I I don't drive for our listeners. That's a big shocker. Um, But I don't drive and I'm kind of stuck out in the middle of a very small town without access to a lot of things. So there's really no reason for me to get ready for the day. But this past month, I did that as an experiment. I put on my actual jeans, not just leggings. And one of the shirts I would wear out to like the grocery store and put my makeup on. I felt so good every day. I felt Mm -hmm. like I was red. Like you're saying exteriorly, I was readying myself and there was an interior reaction to that, that I was actually prepping myself for the day. And that I wasn't just a day, you know, when I'm in my lounging, relaxing clothes, that tells my brain, hey, you don't have to get much done. But when you're dressed and you're ready for the day, totally changes how you approach everything. Right. And you can see that too in the philosophy behind uniforms, um, certain careers that require uniforms. Uh, we went, we both went to high schools that required mm-hmm. uniforms, putting on an apron when you begin your housework. Like um, even as Catholics, I know uh, at mass, if someone comes along to mass with me who is not familiar with the liturgy and they're like, why do you guys like sit, stand, kneel, sit, stand, kneel? And the answer is always because it matters what we yeah. do outwardly shows our intentions inwardly. And so this connection um, is very deeply important, but sometimes overlooked and forgotten. Absolutely. And and I want to talk about this idea of the hot mess. And mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anybody, but um, this is something that's been really on my mind for like the last year. And I'm just, I'm not buying into this trend. It's It feels like it's morphed into an actual clothing trend. Does that really make you feel better? Like, does it really calm your spirit when you embrace that? I don't think it does. And so what I'm saying here is that we all have those seasons, those days in our lives where we are all naturally a hot mess. But wearing it, like I said before, like a badge of honor, I think we are ready to move past that as a society. So I've been challenging myself and I want to put the challenge out to everybody to Dress up a little bit more when you go to the theater when nobody dresses up now or the symphony or to get groceries like there's that's how society used to be. And I think that we're all kind of longing for that in a way and that when you put in that little bit of extra effort, it really does have an impact on society as a whole, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like that you're saying that we all we are all feeling 
the hot mess way mm-hmm. from time to time. I mean, we both have four kids yep. and um, there are long periods of time, especially in those situations where I do not have time for the level of grooming and self-care that I would at this point uh, a few years out of the newborn stage. So there is grace Absolutely. in that, but it's like the marketed hot mess style, right? Like the people um, who want to uh, just kind of put it all out there to make a statement. It's a statement, right? Hot mess as a statement doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And I feel like it's so actually at odds with what people are really feeling. This is what maybe rubs Mm -hmm. me the wrong way because clearly we are actually caring. So even though it's like the messy hair don't care, like all these hashtags, uh, how is that in alignment with the 10 billion views on hair tutorial videos? Like we're saying one thing and then doing another. And I just feel like Again, like what we were saying with our house decorating, we say that we don't care when our houses reflect the mess, you know, and making memories on the state of our life, but yet we're still Pinteresting perfect houses. The same Mm -hmm. thing goes with ourselves. We say we don't care and that we might as well just embrace the mess and we'll dress better when our kids are older, that sort of thing. But then at the same time, we're watching who's watching these 10 billion views on makeup and hair tutorials on YouTube. Like Mm -hmm. clearly we have that desire within ourselves. And Emily Post actually had something to say. On this. She says, one does not have to be dowdy as an alternative to being richly dressed. I think what you and I are trying to do is just push this idea of, again, striking balance and finding the middle ground. Right. This middle ground, because it is a huge dichotomy between the hot mess and this perfectionist culture. Yes. Right. And it is possible to walk that middle line. But I know for me that the difficulty in walking the middle line has in the past boiled down to three three things, three factors for me. The first is that I can fall into the that trap of not taking proper care in my grooming if I'm feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, with this idea of um, I've left things for too long. Yep. And so I don't know where to begin. The car and out of f- gas, right? Like we're saying, the car's right. at the side of the road. Yep. Yeah. And like our houses too. We just finished mm-hmm. talking for a few weeks about, um, you know, it, if you if things have been sliding for a while, and they do in certain phases of your life, mm-hmm. then it is going to take a little bit of uh, elbow grease to get back on track. And then the maintenance is not so bad. But I tend to procrastinate <laughs> if I'm too overwhelmed. And that goes with personal beauty, too. So I could be overwhelmed and just procrastinate getting back on track. We also you know, talked about our culture's influencers and the influencing culture. And Uh, If we're not being taught proper um, grooming and just basic hygiene, then whose voice is instructing our boys and girls today? And it is boys, too, Mm -hmm. um, on how to take good care of ourselves just to simply present a proper image, right? Not necessarily the contouring. Although I do have to say, I'm mesmerized by contouring videos. (laughs) And I I contour. I do contour a bit. Oh, do you? It's part of my regular routine. It is. But not like the Kim Kardashian crazy. That will never happen. Sure. And if you're like next level. No, it is. And if there are some women that do that, do it. Oh, my goodness. Like we're not slamming that. We're just saying for the women who don't know where to fall because that pendulum is going so far to the hot mess and then so far to the perfection, the Instagram filtered, unattainable, edited face. um, Mm -hmm. We're saying to you in the middle, hey, girls, just shower and brush your hair. Just just clean up those nails a little and feel good about yourself. Building blocks and everyone has 
uh, unique interests and skills. And for some people, it's contouring, and I'm very jealous of those people. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the last thing, too, is just sometimes a feeling of resignation. Like you're saying, if I can't ever hope to attain that level of perfection that I see everywhere every single day, then what is the point in trying? And that is so defeating. And that is hard to face every single day. It is bombarding us every single day. And so to have that understanding that there's a middle way and another option for us that's neither one extreme or the other, I think is a great comfort that we can take in. I do too. And I want our listeners to know that our purpose here has always been to just discuss the idea of an ideal. And it it just doesn't mean we're going to hit that ideal every time. We've said this in so many episodes, but it's just knowing that having an ideal is actually an okay thing. Because I feel like we've been so lax in so many things for the last couple of generations that even saying that we should have an ideal, heaven forbid, like, why would you put those expectations out there for people? But I think we've slipped far in the last couple of generations. And so the idea of having an ideal that we work towards is a good thing. And it does not mean that you're expected to do that every day, but that having that ideal still and having a goal is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So going along with our fascination with those 1940s, 1950s videos and our standards and ideals, I know for you and me, Lindsay, our ideal is the 1950s. I feel like if we had a time machine, we would take that opportunity to go back in a flash and just see what it was like. (laughs) And I feel like we're so not alone in that. There is something very desirable of the 1950s housewife. And we are Mm -hmm. not so foolish as to think that there isn't a lot of misplaced nostalgia with that. There is a lot that wasn't good. But at the same time, we can seize on what is beautiful and truthful because what is beautiful and truthful is always good and always timeless. So, but there's this one thing, right, that we see all the time from the 1950s. People love sharing those like top 30 things that a wife should do for her husband. And and one of those lists always lists um, making sure you put on some fresh lipstick before your husband comes home. And And I actually have a direct quote about that. So one of the tips says, prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup, put a ribbon in your hair, and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. Now, before I go into that, I know a lot of people laugh, roll their eyes, they share it, and and I actually see people commenting going, oh, thank goodness we're not like that anymore. What a horrible life that was. And they all laugh and ha ha ha, we're so free from that patriarchy. But I actually thought oh, let's actually break this down into what that's saying. Let's break down each of those things and see what the message is because the message isn't actually that bad. So step one, it tells you to prepare yourself. And I see this Mm -hmm. action as an outward sign that stirs an interior response, like what you were saying earlier about how Mm -hmm. our exterior is a reflection of our interior. So There's nothing wrong with preparing yourself. Like you said, we prepare for our day, for church, when we go to a wedding, if we go to get groceries. Our exterior is a reflection of our interior state. And this is true in all areas of our life. Number two, it tells you to rest for 15 minutes. Gasp, is that is that such a horrible thing to say? Oh my goodness. It, this is, you know, coming from a woman and this, me, I'm saying this, that, you know, I homeschool kindergarten, grade one, grade five, grade seven every day. I know busy, but if I cannot carve out 15 minutes to rest, then it's a reflection of how I have planned out my day. And this is my job. And no one, not my husband or a woman coming into the house, nobody wants to walk into chaos when they've finished their other job. It's just not fair. Jason has worked hard at his job during 
during the day and he shouldn't walk into chaos if possible. Again, mm-hmm. disclaimer, we have many days where he walks in and there's like almost a fire <laughs> on the stove <laughs> and children <laughs> swinging. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but those are days that I don't go, oh, I throw in the towel. Those are days I look back and go, okay, that happened. We're over it. I'm going to have my wine. What did I do today that could have been done differently and what can I change tomorrow? So, mm-hmm. but again, rest, collect yourself so that you're, he's not your husband or if um if it's reversed and a husband's listening to this for some reason um that your wife doesn't walk into that pure chaos there's nothing wrong in saying that uh the third thing was about being fresh looking so not being perfect right we're just saying but mm-hmm. being clean and tidy how many times oh my goodness has jason come home from work and i literally have vomit on me or i've <laughs> used my sweater as a kleenex for the kids um uh. all right let's i'm sure michelle have you had vomit on you maybe even this week oh <laughs> Not me. <laughs> yes, totally me. Right? Yep. <laughs> and I don't even, I mean, I've had been a mom for 12 years today. There's been so many days, but we're saying like, I don't even notice. I could care less if there's snot on my sleeve from one of the kids, but maybe my husband cares a little bit. Moms <laughs> don't. We don't care about that amongst each other, but this is just saying freshen up, maybe get the vomit sweater off. There's nothing wrong with that. And then the Mm -hmm. last point was that he has been with work weary people all day. And again, that's people might think that's such an eye roller. But what this means is he misses you. And he misses Mm -hmm. his kids. They do. They don't want to be away for eight hours a day. So remember that he is thinking about you at work. Jason tells me that all the time. He'll text me and just be like, all I can think about is getting home to you tonight and watching a movie with you on the couch. Like he Mm. loves me. Your husband loves you. He's attracted to you. So just as you are, right? Vomit stains and everything. Mm. Um, But just imagine that little extra joy that you could spark within yourself and with him if you're a little bit polished and calm when he comes home. And this isn't just for him. The truth is, is it changes you and it changes me and it sparks Mm -hmm. those feelings of butterflies, right? And it reminds you of when you were still trying in those early years to impress him. And that is a good thing. So we can read these old posts and roll our eyes. But when we break it down, I love the message still. Right. Always the intention behind them. And, uh, you know, you when we were planning this show, Um, If anyone is interested how that works in real life, uh, if you haven't been doing that already, I tried Mm it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, absolutely right. Um, It really put me in a better frame of mind. So usually uh, the day just kind of all bleeds together. So uh, when Phil comes home from work, it's really hard unless there's been, again, a physical exterior separation of times for him to just have to be swept up into the whirlwind that is dinner time with four young children. Absolutely. And it is loud and messy and crazy. But if I put a stop to one part of the day and deliberately begin a next part of the evening, then it, it it's like a reset button for me mentally, which yes. I found surprising. I didn't think that would happen. Uh, however, I was going to say, on the other hand, he was so unused to that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at the door the first day with like fresh lipstick on. I also hardly ever wear lipstick, period. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was just standing there and I was smiling and I was ready to greet him. And he just looked at me. He's like, what? What is it? <laughs> I'm like, right? hi, I'm welcoming you. And he's like, hi. And we both just stood there. And I was like, fine, forget it. And then we laughed and walked into the kitchen. But <laughs> it makes it, a huge difference. 
It does. And we have continued doing uh, doing at least little parts of that to get into the habit because we did enjoy it so much. And I've never been good at doing that either. On Even though I like to play up the 1950s housewife, I'm not saying this is going to work for everybody. What I am saying is kind of look at different ways to run that in your house and experiment and see. And you might find a way that works for you and in a whole new way. So don't write off these old tips because there is a lot of wisdom in them. Right. And that just goes right back to what we said the beginning about consideration for others Mm -hmm. and that shines through no matter what your personal appearance is like your charm that consideration for others putting others at ease that plays just as much into your personal beauty as does the makeup that you wear and the clothes that you're wearing and the way your hair is done absolutely i think that there is nothing more beautiful than that Okay, it's time for our What I'm Loving This Week segment. So, Lindsay, what are you loving this week? I'm loving carbs. (laughs) (laughs) Tis the season. It's not even a proper answer. So, anybody who's listened to our keto episodes, I just want to say I've been on a carb binge for a week. And okay, and by week, I mean two weeks. Um, So, it's been, this actually ties into my proper love or the real thing I'm loving, but it's been a lot of carbs. Uh, And with the carbs, so there's been a lot of sitting and watching those cheesy movies, these cheesy Christmas movies. We don't have mm-hmm. cable, so we don't have access to the oh. actual Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. But Netflix has its own versions. Okay, and let me be very clear here. I hate romantic comedies. Like, I am not that type of girl <gasps> who sits and watches a romantic comedy. <clears throat> I love oh. Die Hard and The Born Identity. I'm like a guy movie chick. So <laughs> I would never go for a good quality romantic comedy, let alone a subpar C-class actor romantic comedy. But these are so addictive. <laughs> So, they are aren't yes. they? so we've yes. been watching and here's here's the thing i really want to say though i have been watching them with my children and i am so thankful that somebody is producing something that doesn't take the lord's name in vain that doesn't have gratuitous sex zero violence and no swearing and it's just a classic overall mm-hmm. story while the storylines are the same like my kids and I are thinking about making bingo cards and playing bingo with them because it's like she slips on the ice he buys her a hot chocolate like they're the same yes. story right they just put it like in a cup and shake it up um, yep. but the sit down with my kids in the evening with a hot chocolate and put on a movie that you know instead of Paw Patrol every night um, hasn't been actually a very wonderful experience over the last week and with those movies we've been easing into our Christmas decor at home so lots of you know, twinkling lights all around and candles, that sort of thing. With those movies has been the carbs. So carbs and cheesy movies. And I've been a happy woman this week. Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say, I'm like, you've just described the holiday season <laughs> yes. for most of us. <laughs> yes, I'm there. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the reason why Hallmark has its own channel. That's right. So what about you? What have you been loving? So I have really been enjoying um, a new podcast. I know um, I don't. <laughs> find new podcasts every week necessarily. And I don't listen to their whole repertoire in one week either. That's how I seem to have a new one every single week. But this one I actually discovered about a year ago and I've been coming back to it and it's called the Disney Story Origins podcast. And I really love it. Uh, Again, um, with young kids in the house, we have our fair share of Disney movie viewing. Uh, and so to hear the the real life stories or inspirations behind 
the movies is quite fascinating because often they're very different, sometimes completely different. And um, yeah, the pr- they're long episodes, so I often chop them into little segments. I'll listen to pockets here and pockets there. But uh, in particular, I found the episodes on Pocahontas, and he kind of does scene scene by scene um, uh, recollections or reviews of how the movie related to real life events. So the Pocahontas one was great. And also the Aladdin one was very fascinating. Yeah. So if you're interested, that's the Disney Story Origins podcast. And then the second one too, I'm very late in the game for this, but I bought about, again, about a year ago, bought The Joy of Cooking, finally, by Irma Rombauer. And Phil and I laugh because we're like, this is our magic book. Like, nothing I make from that book is bad ever. Oh, so good. Mm. <laughs> so there is a reason why it's a classic and a kitchen staple. So I would highly recommend, I mean, even the recipes I mess up are not <laughs> messed up to the point of being inedible. <laughs> That's great. Um, so yes, that those that would be my other one. The Joy of Cooking by Irma Rombauer, classic. And I want to just give a shout out. We have, our listeners have been outstanding. Like the feedback we've been getting in the last couple of weeks, it's just, you are like blowing our minds here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to specifically thank, um, I don't know how they are saying it but it's just the iTunes user and it's like WMT of three thank you so much for welcoming us into your home um, and listening to us your comment meant so much and I want to talk to Oxford style and I want to thank you so much for your comment and I don't know if you've noticed she um she I'm assuming it's a she had put that um she was just a little the what happened this week part of our podcast she thought that and you and I actually already realized that a couple weeks ago right I think this is our Mm -hmm. third or fourth where we haven't done that portion and so it's just so cool I want her to know that she was bang on on that and that you and I already thought we wanted to transition right into our topics because we just love our topics so much so Mm -hmm. we love the feedback and suggestions and anything you guys want to say to us we read it all and we take it all to heart and we're just so thankful for such great listeners Okay, that's going to do it for us this week, Lindsay. How can people find us? You can find us on Facebook at the Modern Lady Podcast Facebook page. And we are trying to use that account a lot more and get those conversations going. It's really fun. And and I think, I don't know if we said it last week, but Michelle and I are going to try to do some more live videos with follow-ups for things that we didn't get a chance to discuss on the podcast. So really take this time and follow us on Facebook. A lot's happening on that page. You can find us on Instagram at the Modern Lady Podcast and Michelle at M.M. Sachs, S-A-C-H-S, and I am at Linny Autumn, L-I-N-N-I-E-A-U-T-U-M-N. Took me years to learn how to spell my middle name, because <laughs> Autumn is my middle name. Um, and so, yeah, you can follow us there, and we'd love to connect with you. And just, yeah, whenever you take the time to send us a little message and tell us that you're listening, you truly make our days. We are enjoying this so much. Yes. And thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.